Blog Talk Radio. From the baddest borough in the world, Brooklyn, New York, it's Blazing Rye Radio. Today, Broadway personality Ben Cameron and country superstar Kelly Pickler featuring the Blazing Rye panel. Cupcakes at almost 30 miles an hour. Ryan Holmes! What's going on, everybody? It's Tuesday, October 16th, 2011. Glad you could have, glad we could have you tuning into Blaze and Rye Radio. We've got a great show coming up. Um, but first, I wanted to announce a new uh, exciting partnership we have uh, with Stitcher.com. I will let our announcer tell you more about it. Take it away. Thank you, Ryan. Have you been trying to figure out how to listen to your favorite internet radio and podcasts on your mobile device without the complications? Now you can with the new Stitcher app. Awarded the best free app by PC Magazine, Stitcher allows listeners to easily access their favorite podcasts and internet radio shows, including our own Blaze and Rye radio, directly on their mobile device. There's no syncing required, so shows come directly to you to listen to anytime without taking up too much phone memory. You can save your favorite shows and never miss an episode. To download the app, visit Stitcher.com slash BlazingRye. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com slash BlazingRye. While you're there, enter the promo code BlazingRye for a chance to win $100. So check out the new Stitcher app today and keep up with BlazingRye Radio wherever you go. Back to you, Ryan. In just a few minutes, we have Ben Cameron coming up. But first, we're going to do something we always do on the show. That's right. It's the Blaze and Ride panel. Joining me today is popular comedian Dan Frigolette, or a lovable douchebag if you look at his Google profile, and the hilarious Susan Graham, who actually plays quite a serious character in the short film Quiet. Uh, Dan, Susan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so first on the dockets today, we've got wireless carriers have agreed to end bill shocking. No more of these surprise fees coming up on your mobile bill. Uh, Susan, are you happy about that? Well, I've got to say, uh, as someone who constantly goes over their wireless minutes uh, for texting, I'm not sure... It's, you know, that's really going to help. I read the article, and I was like, you know, the way I see it, they're supposed to comply, but there's no actual regulations in place. That was pretty much the article, and I was like, I hope it works. <laughs> so this article basically means nothing uh, to you. Dan Frigolette, do you, do you think that there is some accuracy here? Will they follow through with this, this promise? Yeah, I'm I'm on board. I think I think it'll be good if you know if they let you know, hey, you're over your minutes, you're over your texting limit. But I don't know if that's going to stop me from sending that last dick picture. You know, when I'm when I'm right there, I'm over the limit. But it's like I got to get this dick picture 
in the mail right now. I got to get it out. Right. Uh, so I was going to ask you about this because I know your texts are mostly sex, not text. And is there a higher rate for sex? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the other thing is how many people. Then, then you start to think about how many people are seeing that when it goes through because they're actually monitoring you now to say, okay, you've gone right. over. And it's like, did I go over because I I sent the high res one, or you know, if I sent the low res one, would I have been fine? <laughs> and Susan, how many dick pics a month would you say you send? I don't. You know, oh, they don't break it down like that on the bill. Right. Yeah, you know, millions. I think I'm actually going to get charged just tons for that. No, no. I I don't go over data. I think for like my Kindle, so it's a little uh, tamer for that. I'm trying to like download PDFs, but um, you know, pictures are big. I like pictures like you know cute little animals and stuff that I send all the time. So it's a little more PG, but nonetheless, I managed to incur a lot of, um, you know, and it's true, I think in L.A., like we never have service, so I feel like there's a lot of roaming that happens, and I think that's kind of unfair, and they never tell me about that. And in fairness, yeah. and in fairness, my dick pics can also be considered two little animals, so. <laughs> oh, well, you know, say. Okay. I think you should perhaps argue that in the high res to low res thing. Do it really a discount on that. I can picture this phone conversation. No, this dick pic was this resolution, and like the Verizon employee is just like, um, sir. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's move on to the Ford cars. Ford cars can now read your texts while you're driving. Um, this is uh, yet another way to always main, maintain connection to the social networking world. Uh, Dan Frigolette, what do you think about this? I think we're going to run into the same problem, right? Like, aren't we going to still end up in a position where, where uh, you know, like now I'm going to be in the car with my mom and I get a weird text message. I get a weird one that, that you know, that reads out. And then now, <laughs> now I got to explain to my mom why this girl just sent me a picture or, you know, that comes up on the screen or you know, some type of thing. And I feel like the technology isn't going to be there, right? Like, have you ever been in one of these cars and you say, hey, play B.O.B., and next thing you know, like, this Bob Seger's playing? Like, the technology's not there. It's going to read the text message to weird, which is going to cause more accidents, I think, at the end of the day. Because you're like, what did she just say to me? Yeah, and, like, it lets you choose the pre-selected text messages. I was in the article. I was like, yeah, it'll let you choose, like, three to four pre-selected messages. It's like, oh, great. Like, what if I say, yeah, sure, I'll text you back to, like, somebody really angry, like, I never want to talk to you again. You know, like, that's going to be horrible. And then you get upset and you, like, swerve off the road because you chose the wrong pre-selected. It's not going to make it any easier, I don't think. Like, some technology, I think, just makes it a little more complicated. But I think the underlying you know, messages like don't text while you drive. Like how hard is it really to just wait a little bit or call the person, right? Like I'm a terrible driver. I'm the first person to admit like I shouldn't even have a phone in the car. I shouldn't even be behind the wheel of the car, like truly. So like why, I mean, you know, I'm not, I can't text. You know, voice recognition is not going to do it because I'm all talking and not driving, you know? <laughs> what we really need is a, a kit like a, an old Night Rider car to do everything yeah. for us. Yes, some sort of crazy, you know, 2001 computer in there telling me what I need. Kid would have never played Bob Seger when you requested B.O.B. Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's the 30th anniversary of Kit. Does that make anyone else feel really old? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially Dan. Um, so how about this uh, last topic tonight, uh, today, the McDonald's cashier, um, you guys probably saw this on the news as it happened locally. 
was caught on camera beating customers with a metal rod. Um, Susan Graham, what, what did you make of that? Um, I actually didn't even watch the video. I just read the article. Um, I think it actually wasn't Donald that I used to go to. It was in the village, correct? Yes. Uh, it was a horrible. I mean, I think that was really sort of awful. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's one of those situations where you're like, there's no, I mean, there's just no, like, recidivism, obviously, is something that's, you know, you don't you want to fight for people who you think have, you know, done a little bit better when they get out of jail and something like this happens, and you're like, well, that's, you know, proof positive that some people keep going back to violent tendencies. And then the other part of it is, uh, you know what, I would have jumped over the counter, too, if I didn't get my order right. I don't want onions on my burger. Like, that sucks. No, I'm <laughs> Now, but I mean, you know, it's like both people were sort of like in the wrong, but like, come on, you can't like slap a guy and get your skull fractured. That's awful. Yeah. And Dan? Well, let's be clear. I mean, he wasn't just, yeah, he, I mean, the way you said it, it was like he's just beating customers with a metal rod. I mean, he got slapped, he went around the corner, and they jumped over the counter and came across. And I mean, there's really, there's a moral here. Do you understand? Like, there's just, we have to get that the customer is not always right. So if you jump that counter, there might be a shower curtain on the other side of that counter, and you, you know you might get hit with it. Because these where did he even get a metal rod? Like, was that where did that even come from? Did anyone ever had it? I mean, if you work with McDonald's, don't you just bring a metal rod with you at all times? Oh God, it was terrible. I mean, listen, but yeah, the, vi- the video was the video was fierce. The video was very fierce. I didn't see it. I couldn't watch that. But um, oh yeah, it was not. A, it did not make me want to. It was not a happy meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> no. I kind of wanted French fries after I saw it, though, I'll be honest. Really? Did you really? I don't know. I well, milk you know, Dan Frigolette, Susan Graham, do you know how this whole thing has made me feel? How? A certain way. Well, a certain way. I understand that people in the West Village typically want to stay healthy, but that does not justify clobbering people over the head if they choose to eat at McDonald's. If the employee who beat up two women in the Greenwich Village McDonald's wanted to kill them, he should have just done his job by serving them whatever they ordered at McDonald's. Excessive force is not necessary when you have a lethal dose of a double quarter pounder with cheese at your disposal. Pile on that salt, make sure the soda is not diet, or if it is diet, throw in some extra aspartame. Serve up a healthy dose of high cholesterol and clogged arteries. Throw it in some duck butter while you're at it. But it is never acceptable to beat someone violently for ordering a Big Mac. Dan, Susan, thank you guys so much for joining the panel. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great one. All right. Take care. Bye, guys. All right. Um, My first guest is a very popular host and Broadway performer who will be judging so you think you can drag at New World Stages tomorrow night right here in New York. Please welcome a very good friend of the show, Mr. Ben Cameron. That was enthusiastic applause. <laughs> it's, um, did, you just, did you just wake up? I just woke up. <laughs> just I now. Just, usually, Ben... I hear a little laughter from you during the applause, and you just sound absolutely miserable right now. Oh, I'm not miserable at all. I'm just, I'm just waking up. 
Because I like to do these things um, when I wake up. Yeah. And uh, so you wake up to big cheers and applause, which is wonderful, a wonderful way to wake up. Now, Ben, you are hosting, you are judging, sorry, so you think you can drag. What is this event? Uh, basically, as far as I can tell, uh, it's a bunch of wannabe or, or actually are drag queens in a knockdown cage match for drag supremacy. So they're they're drag supremacists, and there will be fighting involved. I mean, there's always fighting involved, and I think that this Wednesday, because it's a series of uh, competitions. And I think this one is uh, the musical theater Broadway night. Mm-hmm. So that's drag queens doing show tunes. Are you kidding me? Um, that sounds fantastic, uh, right? How, how much? How how much? Do you know how much tickets are to this? I think it's five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah, you get to see yeah. men dresses women beating up each other in a cage, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, and, and, and while singing show tunes. So right, yeah. they're going to be beating each other up and singing uh, uh, ballads? I'm assuming there's going to be some ballads. I mean, if we don't see Defying Gravity, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> um, speaking of Defying Gravity, I attended yeah. your Broadway session on Thursday, and um, you made every contestant sing Defying Gravity. Wicked. <coughs> and I, if I were one of the contestants up there, I would have no idea. All of them knew every single word. I, I wouldn't know any. You wouldn't? I would not, no. Oh, no. Well, this is, well, this is, that's not a very gay thing to say at all. <laughs> this, is this like a prerequisite before you attend the Broadway session? Oh, I think so. I'm going to be very hard-pressed to find any sort of AMDA student anywhere who doesn't know the Wicked soundtrack backwards and forwards, I think. <laughs> it's like Mother's <laughs> Milk to them. Didn't you have somebody who left her phone there on Thursday? Oh yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> and then, and then didn't, and and then didn't you leave your bag at the duplex a couple days later? Here's the thing: I work really late at night, and sometimes things get left behind. It's a thing, <laughs> like your soul, like your soul, um, dignity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this. This uh, this event tomorrow night sounds absolutely worth it. People should check that out at New World Stages. Um, that is uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Who have you got on the uh, bags for Broadway sessions? It's very exciting this Thursday. We've got the cast of Chicks Six, which is a new rock fueled musical that is playing uh, at the Queens Theater in some park in Queens. I think I'm going to go with maybe Flushing. Is there a park okay. in Flushing? Um, Let's go well, there's the, the tennis stadiums in Flushing. The what, the what stadium? The tennis. Are they doing it on the tennis court? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm sure they probably could. Uh, but it's supposed mm-hmm. to be fantastic, and it's Carrie Monolakis, who is one of the best singers in New York, Selena Carvajal, Nicolette Hart, uh, our good pal Brian Gallagher, and the writer is a gal named Lords Lane. And... Uh, they're going to come and belt their faces off, as is our rising star, Miss Enjoy Fountain, who, incidentally, is the poor gal who left her phone last week. I so, as, soon as, as soon as you said her first name just now, I remember that she was the one who left the phone because I couldn't forget the name. The name is Enjoy. 
enjoy. It's not enjoy. It's not enjoy. It's enjoy. I n. Which is very how do you exotic. Propose, how do you propose we do that? How do we enjoy? How do we enjoy? Yeah. Uh, I think you have to come to the drag contest to find out. I think that is something that can be enjoyed. <laughs> you have to really internalize your joy. That makes it an enjoy. Okay. So as, as opposed to an outpouring of joy, maybe. Which would be like an ex-joy. An ex-joy? Like joy yeah, that I, has passed? No, not ex in that way. Like exude, to exhale, that sort of thing. Oh, Yeah. To yeah. enjoy, to be enjoy and extroy, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's um, super cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's a rising star, and you got that whole big thing going on. And then what, what happens after all that? After all that, we go into open mic mania, which is all, I mean, you've seen it, Ryan. Yeah. It gets, it gets downright outrageous in the open mic segment of the evening. Um, yes, yes, yeah. it does. And one of these days, I will remember the words uh, to the song that you make me go up there and sing. One of these days. Well, you 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 rapped a couple times for us. Yeah, but I forgot the words every time. Yeah, well, but this I is forgot the, the words. But this is a perfect time to redeem yourself. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And Jesus, Ben, so you have... The drag thing tomorrow where the, the cage matches and the fighting and the brawls, and then you have the Broadway sessions. Um, all of this stuff is happening at ungodly hours. Uh, mm. And then you have the mostly song time on, on, on Friday, Friday, and that mm-hmm. does not end until, what, 4 in the morning? Yep. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. as an added bonus, if you're looking for more ridiculous show tune fun... Um, I will actually be at the duplex again on Saturday night as well. well. I will be sub-hosting for Brandon Cutrell's Open Mic Showcase, which uh, is is, they have comedians that come out, and you can kind of really do anything. And from what I'm told, the first person at that event who gets on stage and does the hokey pokey in their underpants drinks for free all night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, how about that for incentive? So how are you, Ben, then going to get from your underpants into your hosting gear in such a short amount of time? Oh, I wouldn't dream of it. And deny <laughs> somebody the audience of that thrill, of that exposure, <laughs> of that enjoy. I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> that enjoy, the joy that's only that can only be enjoyed in the duplex environment. You know, enjoy. you know who would probably, you know who would probably do it though. Ricky Schroeder would probably do it. I'm sure he's doing it right now. <clears throat> Ricky, if you're listening, we love you. We love you, and um, you should go make out with them. Please. That's a long. That's mm-hmm. a busy week, right? That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday quadruple whammy. Yeah, that is insane. And, and not only that, then, but you just did your own solo show on last Saturday at the I Flash. Sure. How did that go? It went great. It was really, really fun. I did all the I did the music of Phil Putnam, and we had ourselves a ball. And I think we've talked about maybe uh, doing it again. We'll 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 see. But it was very fun oh, because, you know, when you said that you were back at the duplex this Saturday, I thought, oh, maybe I get a chance to redeem myself from not having gone last Saturday <laughs> since I was at that homophobic bachelor party in Connecticut. Yeah, 
And and how yeah. tell me about that. How 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 awful was it? Well, you know, people started yelling out that derogatory F word during a raffle. Are um, you serious? Yeah, and it was about the um products that I had brought to the raffle too. I had brought <gasps> books uh from Urban Outfitters. There one was a book of broetry instead of poetry. Uh-huh. Um and that elicited that reaction. And uh, there was another thing too, and uh, I I was I felt a very specific kind of sort of way in a roundabout fashion, circuitously. <laughs> you felt uh, you felt a certain way. I did feel a certain way. Yeah, uh, that's awful. Um, so there was. Well, I'm just furious with them. I mean, what? see, I didn't really, you know, I didn't want to, I'm in this wedding party, and I didn't want to ruin the groom's time or anything by causing a scene. What do you do in that situation? I mean, did anybody say anything? Like, for example, the groom? I mean, was anybody kind of, for example, the groom, was anything said in like, hey, guys, that's probably not appropriate right now? No. Oh, of course not. No. No. Uh, I mean, it's it, if it's somebody else's wedding and you're in the wedding party, kind of, I guess you don't want to ruin anything for them, but that's just awful. What kind of Neanderthal monkey people were you with? I mean, it was... it was. You should have slammed your fist down and you should have stormed out of there, sister. <laughs> sister. Um, I'm not taking this anymore. Yeah, I did leave pretty shortly after that. Uh, oh, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about this. Guy who had was just draped, doused in tattoo ink on mm. Thursday night, whom uh. who had invited onto the stage, who <coughs> uh, wound up um, doing certain things to you. Well, so. every once in a while, I like to encourage my crazies. I sometimes find the crazies <laughs> can be terribly entertaining, and there was a particular crazy who was right up front, as the crazies like to be. So I thought it'd be fun to bring him on stage, but then my good pal Colby decided to give him a microphone, <laughs> which didn't which didn't go terribly well. <laughs> so I told him to shut up and sit down and get off the stage, at which point he grabbed my face and licked it like up the <laughs> side, like like a like a like a dog licking a tree. What? Did you did you wash your face shortly after that? I boiled it. <laughs> I had to I had to sanitize that shit. And I tell you it was not that was not human saliva. That's some sort of alien paste or something. It was pretty awful. I'm traumatized. But that's right. You you were describing the texture was not spit. What was the texture like of this? It was like, like, like a slimy, pasty kind of there. I could have stuck my face to the wall and stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> like a giant human stamp. And we still have no idea who this guy is. No, not a clue. No. And I don't think anybody really wants to take ownership for him. <laughs> I think we got to ask Erica Lustig. I really think she knows him. Well, she was trying to give me the high sign to to, to not engage him. But did I listen? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> we should always listen to Erica Lustig. Always, unless... She knows what she's doing. Unless she's telling you that she'll go see Never Say Never 
3D with you, and then she goes with a hot vampire instead. Not the evil vampire. Um, evil. Yeah, the vampire. The evil vampire. Yeah, he's well, not evil, but like, you know, he's like he's conflicted. He's 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 in the crossfires between good and evil. Yes, it's like an angel situation. <laughs> yeah, or like a uh, to put it in a more current context, like a Stetson on the Vampire Diaries. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Well, that's okay. You gave the cool reference. I gave the dorky teeny bopper reference. Or it could be like an Edward on the on the Twilight films. I've not seen them, but I hear he's yeah, really good. But Edward, I haven't seen Edward get bad yet, really. No, he's just kind of good, huh? He's just kind of a good well, guy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Erica Lustig may leave you high and dry for the movies, but I know some people who don't. Oh yes, that's right. You and I saw the new Van Hansis movie. Our guest from last night. Uh, yes. Uh, Sunday night. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? I did enjoy myself. I've actually been thinking about the film. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Kind of disturbing. Okay. Yeah. Don't well, be careful not to give anything away. Uh, oh, we no. don't want to give away. But, but what if oh, we, don't want to, we don't want to spoil it. Well, then I can't really say anything. But he was very good in it. Yes. He was, he was, he was acting up a storm. That's for sure. I just have so many that questions. Is, about, well, I've had, <laughs> I have so many questions about Joe. Joe, the doorman. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really. I can't really put my finger on what he was up to. What a creeper, huh? Just a, a creepy dude. He was a creeper, but then also very helpful. <laughs> you know, which is um, confusing. You know, when when you were talking about the um, the crazy, encouraging the crazies, did I ever tell you about horseradish man? <laughs> no, but if you don't, I'll just die. Well, uh, I went to an acting high school um, in the afternoons in high school, and the I was not in this particular show, but my friends were. It was called God, and it was by Woody Allen. And uh-huh. there's a line in the play where towards the end of the play, uh, Tara has to say to Heidi, what this play needs is an ending. And what happened was Tara goes, what this play needs is and this guy from the audience yells out, horseradish. And then she goes, in ending. So it sounds like, what this play needs is horseradish, in ending. And that guy is my hero. Um, was he hungry? <laughs> I don't know. What do you, what do you, how do you dissect? How would you, Ben Cameron, dissect this? Well, this theater is connoisseur. I mean, it, well, I think it's more about a man who's probably some sort of roast beef connoisseur or... <laughs> or he's he's mad for condiments, or um, he just can't take it. Like, you know, three seconds later, would it have been about mayonnaise for him? <laughs> that's, that's actually very funny. But I'm always, always amazed at the people who feel like they can speak to a live theater situation. Yeah. I always have find that, that very experience? fascinating. Uh, yeah, it, it happens on occasion. Uh, mm-hmm. At my show, it happens all the time. Right. But it's that kind of thing. Uh, but people who like who yell to the stage and and like it's a movie. I think people don't sometimes in theater really put together that what they're seeing is happening live and being performed sure. by actual humans. I think people don't put that together sometimes. Well, you know that Billy Bob Thornton will not go to musicals because he knows that he will get up there on stage and start 
dancing around with everyone. <clears throat> he he wouldn't be able to stop himself. He would not be able to stop himself. It's a strong it's a strong impulse, I guess. Uh, I saw Book of Mormon on Friday. On the oh, big Broadway. How just terrific. Everyone go right now. You'll never get a ticket. So try. Never. How did you get a ticket? Well, I happen to have a, a fancy sister uh, who, 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 who nabbed some, but she paid way too much for them. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, Out of the days when Broadway shows were $65. Yeah, what are they now? Like 200 I think the base is like 140 or something. Yeah, and that's like that's not even for the the that seat. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. And did yeah. you find that you have the impulse to get up there on stage yourself? That's why I bring it up. I actually did, and I haven't had that in a while while watching a Broadway show. It's very mm-hmm. funny, and and the the cast is incredibly talented, and they're all singing, all dancing, all the time. <laughs> so awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a show that I uh, would like to see, uh, but it's it's just so hard to to get into. I mean, they say every bad word in the book, just back to back. Oh, oh. Uh, now wait, is it true? Is is Kelly Pickler coming on? Kelly Pickler is coming on in just a minute. Absolutely. This Are you excited? So exciting! Yeah, <laughs> she's awesome. Tell her I'm you a huge fan. Okay. That you, yeah. Ben Cameron, are a huge fan of Kelly Pickler. Awesome. Yeah. As am I. What a, and I, what I, a I like her Red wonderful. High Heels song. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Great song. Um, well, uh, all right, Ben. So let's get this Let's get this straight. Wednesday, you've got So You Think You Can Drag. Thursday, Wednesday, you've got yeah. Broadway Sessions. Mm-hmm. Friday, you've got Mostly Sondheim. And Saturday, yep. you have Brandon. What's his name? Brandon Kutro. Kutro's. Cutrol, Rhymes with Neutral. Brandon Cutrol's Open Mic Showcase. Okay. So you know where to find me, people. I will be there in a bow tie, drunk, and saying crazy things. Come find me. And tall. You'll be the tallest one in the room. I'll be the tall one in a weird mustache. (laughs) Tag, you're it. Come find me. Ben Cameron, I love you so much. Thank you for doing it. I love you, too. Take care. Bye. Bye, okay. Uh, my next guest is hey, Ryan. a country. Oh, Ryan. Hey, Jonathan. Yes. Hey, just give me one second. Um, so we okay. can talk for a bit now. Um, we're, we're actually just getting on that. So we, she should be coming up. Uh, but okay. uh, man, um, it's exciting. I'm just gonna see. Um, yeah, so, but, uh, what was I going to say? Yes. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited to have her on. This is a big opportunity for us. It's, uh, and she, you know, I always loved her music. She's, you know, very funny. All right, I believe this is her, so I will let you get back to the show. Thank you, sir. All, All right. right, take so, care. You too. Uh, my next guest is a country music award-winning recording artist whose new single is entitled Tough. Uh, tonight, she'll be making her acting television debut on the hit series 90210. It airs on the CW. Won't you please welcome the adorable Kelly Tickler. Hey, Kelly. 
Kelly, are you there? Hello. Uh, yes, I, I'm working on the line. Hold on one second, okay? We'll be right with Oh, okay, sure. No problem. All right. Well, everyone tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in. We've got Kelly Pickler coming on in just a moment. We've got um, the chat room open. If you choose, uh, you may log into the chat room to engage in the show with your Twitter account, your Facebook account, or your Blog Talk Radio account, which you may set up as it is free. Um, Kelly Pickler coming up in just a second. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to Blaze and Rye. You can always download episodes of Blaze and Rye on iTunes and, of course, at our main page at quadtalkradio.com slash Blaze and Rye. E-L-A-Z-I-N-R-Y. And we have got a new partnership that's very exciting with an app, a mobile app that I've been using for quite a while that I learned about from the Smodcast with Kevin Smith. It's called Stitcher. Um, When you download this free app, which is a podcast app, an internet radio app that's fantastic, Um, you don't have to think or download anymore. Uh, What you can do is subscribe to your shows on Stitcher and it will automatically update your subscriptions. You don't have to think to iTunes and just do us a solid, and once you're in there, just put the code in for Blaze and Rye, E-L-A-Z-I-N-R-Y, and you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win $100. Um, checking to see on how we're doing. Uh, is is Kelly ready yet? Hey. Oh, hey. hey Kelly, how I'm, are you? Yeah, I've just been sitting here. I was just listening to you talk. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, no, well, don't be you... embarrassed. <laughs> uh, okay. So, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, Now, I understand that you've been touring quite a lot recently. How has that been going? It's great. You know, we um, try to do as many shows as we can through the year. Um, We, uh, you know, go on a USO tour usually either in December or January one. And this year we went early January and we got back and we've been on the road ever since, kind of off and on in between studio time. And you've been having a good time? Yeah, yeah. It's always fun to get on the road, and and uh, I'm kind of a little gypsy at heart, so I like waking up in a new place every night, every day. <laughs> um, careful what you say there. That could be misconstrued. Yeah, that could be. Ken. I'm a married woman. I can't be can't be doing stuff like that. <laughs> no. Speaking of married oh, yeah. woman, I hear I hear that on your ring you have uh, transcribed, put it back on. Is that true? Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah, we have uh it was just a little joke. So, um but yeah, we we Kyle is he's amazing. He's my best friend, so we have fun. We laugh a lot. That was something else well, to laugh about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's important. Now, I happen to see Kelly that um your you on your Twitter, uh you tweeted, is it tweeted or twatted? What's the what's the past tense? Um I guess I don't know, tweet. Tweeted? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a big computer and electronically gadget oh, okay. girl. I know how to tweet, but that's about it. <laughs> so you and check my email. That's about all I do. <laughs> well, that's all you really need is to tweet and check your email. And I learned on your Twitter that uh, you've learned a lot of the songs from Yo Gabba Gabba from your grandson. And, uh, you my said grandson? You're almost going to... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I say that? Lord knows. <laughs> I'm too young to be a grandma. Oh my God! No, no, no. From, from who was it? Your nephew? My godson. Godson. My god baby. 
my grandson. Sorry. Sorry. Jesus, I just um, got married. How in the world? I haven't even had my first year anniversary, and you got me pinned as a grandma. How in the hell did that um, happen so fast? I mean, you're, you know, waking up in different places every yeah, day. You never yeah, know. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, <laughs> you said you were um, you were almost going to throw one of the Yo Gabba Gabba songs into your show. Would you oh, still yeah. consider doing that on Lord. future dates? Oh, yeah. I, um, no, I, uh, that, that was, it was so funny because, you know, wake up with Gabba Gabba, Yo Gabba Gabba songs. And, yeah, no, I, I don't really plan on doing that. I'll have to be really, really intoxicated and then I might do it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, are there a lot of preschoolers in the Kelly Pickler market? Do you find? Um, I don't know, but we we might as well just open the door to a new demographic, you know. While we mm-hmm. get all the, you know, I can get the country country people and the rednecks because that's you know what I do. That's that's my thing. But uh, yeah, we sh- we should open up to a new demo. <laughs> is is that what you call um? That's what your your listener fan base is. You say country people and rednecks. Oh yeah, because that's what I am, baby. <laughs> um, uh, I'm from Albemarle, North Carolina, and proud of it. Real trailer uh, now, trash, baby. <laughs> I want to talk, uh, Kelly, briefly about an event you have coming up. Um, participating in the Opry Goes Pink event. I understand that you have a personal connection here. Um, Given you've performed at the Opry many times, I imagine this time around must be uh, incredibly significant and, and special for you, no? Yeah, this is absolutely wonderful. You know, I love being able to uh, perform at the Opry because that's the the biggest stage in country music, I think. But, um, you know, to be a part of uh, the Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Opry Goes Pink shows is uh, even better because we get to, uh, you know, not only be a part of, you know, a legendary uh stage, um, but we also get to raise money and awareness for a great cause. So. Absolutely. Um, well, good for you for doing that. And um, I do have to congratulate you on your acting debut tonight with 90210. That's exciting. Yes, I uh, I hear I'm being nominated for an Emmy. Oh, just, really, are you? No, I'm just kidding. You missed that. My, my joke was bad. <laughs> no, I um, I was telling people earlier, I'm like, you know, because I'd never done anything like this before, but it was so much fun, and, and uh, I had a good time on set. They were so great to work with. But, uh, you know, it's just a small, small role, so I've been telling people not to blink or they'd miss me, and, um, you know, that uh, I don't expect to win an Emmy or nothing. <laughs> but, no, hey. we've just been having fun with it. But There are no small roles, just small people. Just small people. Let me so let me ask you about this about tonight. Are you feeling tough inside, or do you have butterflies about tonight? Well, there's nothing I can do about it at this point, so I just have to get on with the getting on, you know. <laughs> I like that. Um, is it a diff- is it a different feeling doing a show like that from the feeling of doing something like American Idol? I can imagine that that experience maybe helped you in front of the cameras a bit. Um. I think it's so different, honestly, because with American Idol, they teach you to play to camera, you know, because you're mm-hmm. you're singing to the people at home and sure. you want them to vote for you. But so you're 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 trying to perform to all of those people in that camera lens. But when you're on a set, like uh, for example, 90210, 
we uh, have to ignore that there's cameras right there in our face. And so it's kind of hard at times to act natural when there's like, you know, a hundred crew people standing around with lighting rigs and, and uh, you know, you're on a set. It doesn't, I mean, there's cameras everywhere and there's people yeah. all over the place and, you know, I don't know how these um, movie stars act out those intimate, you know, scenes with all those people <laughs> standing around looking at them and cameras there. I mean, that's hard. But um, I uh, I would not compare the two at all because, you know, like I said, with Idol, you, you play two cameras with, you know, a set, a movie or television. You uh, You ignore them. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, do you do you see yourself acting more in the future? I would love to actually. I really had fun with it, and it, uh, you know, I um, I think it, you know, for the right role, if the right opportunity and the right role came along, then I'd absolutely do it. Just have to be the right. Sure. Opportunity, you know, what's your favorite? Uh, now I know you. I know you got to run, so I uh, I want to make sure we get. Uh, your single, let's get to your single, Tough. Um, by the way, the video for this that was just released uh, looks amazing. What what was the in- inspiration for this song? Well, this song, you know, a lot of times when people hear, or most of the time when people hear the word tough, they think of a physical toughness. But this song is about an emotional, being an emotional and mentally tough and, um, you know, about life and situations and things you've been through that have made you mentally and physically tough because you can go either way. You can be weak, you can be strong, and it's a choice. And, uh, you know, being tough mentally and emotionally, that's a choice, and it's hard, you know, because sometimes life puts you in situations where you... You know, your first instinct and the first thing you want to do is just crumble, you know, and fall apart. But, you know, you got to, you have to get to a point in your life where when those speed bumps come in the road that you are able to be tough and hold your head up and move forward and uh, whatnot. So this song with this video, my dad is, my dad's the thing that made me tough. He's the one that taught me how, you know, when I was little and I'd go visit him, you know, be a big girl, be a tough girl, you know. And and mm-hmm. uh, so there's just so, so many, there's so many things and just so much history with my father and I. And he's really had a big part in molding the woman that I am. And, uh so that that really was important for me to kind of translate in the video um sure that struggle and how um you know you can end on a, on a good note so well i know a lot of people look up to you and i think that that's a really important uh message to send to your fans um so um i'm i'm glad you're uh, you're staying tough and getting on with the getting on uh last question i know you got to go um Bear with me here. I know that you and Taylor Swift are very good friends, and I would love to get your take on this. Who would win in a fight, you or Taylor? Who do you think? You. Who would win in a fight, me or Taylor? Who do you think? I think you would. Why do you think I would? Because you're tough. 
Why would we get in a fight? <laughs> All right, how about this one? Who would win in a fight, Taylor or Kanye West? Who would win in a fight, Taylor or Kanye West? Yes. Mm, probably Taylor because she'd have the crazy country world after, you know. Awesome. We'll have her back. As you say, all us rednecks and in, in the south <laughs> will be coming out of the woods. Coming <laughs> well, after Kelly, them. Uh, you are so charming and funny and wonderful. And Kelly is on nine zero two one zero tonight on CW. Her single "Tough" is out now on iTunes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come talk to us. Okay, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, Kelly. All thank right, you. take care. Bye, honey. Bye. Kelly Tickler, everyone. All right. Big thanks to Kelly Tickler. Um, big thanks to Dan Fragolet and Susan Graham for joining our panel. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back uh, Thursday. But until then, I can think of no better way of ending than the show by saying, than by saying, uh, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. And lastly, somebody owes me a martini. Have you been trying to figure out how to listen to your favorite internet radio and podcasts on your mobile device without the complications? Now you can with the new Stitcher app. Awarded the best free app by PC Magazine, Stitcher allows listeners to easily access their favorite podcasts and internet radio shows, including our own Blaze and Rye Radio, directly on their mobile device. There's no syncing required, so shows come directly to you to listen to anytime without taking up too much phone memory. You can save your favorite shows and never miss an episode. To download the app, visit Stitcher.com slash BlazeAndRye. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com slash BlazeAndRye. While you're there, enter the promo code BlazeAndRye for a chance to win $100. So check out the new Stitcher app today and keep up with Blaze and Rye Radio wherever you go.